Superintelligence by Nick Bostrom. One sentence summary. Superintelligence asks what will happen once we manage to build computers that are smarter than us, including what we need to do, how it's going to work, and why it has to be done the exact right way to make sure that the human race doesn't go extinct. My favorite quote from the author is, Far from being the smartest possible biological biological species, we are probably better thought of as the stupidest possible biological species capable of starting a technological civilization. Nick Bostrom The Matrix, Terminator, Iron Man The list of movies in which some form of artificial intelligence suddenly goes crazy and tries to take over the world is long. The idea has been around since the 50s, but it seems we're getting closer to a world where computers are as smart as humans or even smarter. The question is, what will that look like? Will the machines really be able to rebel against us? Will we put AI into humanoid robots? Will the internet start to think? Nick Bostrom calls this phenomenon superintelligence. And while some books try to predict what will happen after we've created it, this one is preoccupied with determining what the path towards it must be like in order for it to work out in our favor. Here are three lessons about the state of artificial intelligence to show you it's up to all of us to make our future a good one. 1. AI used to be limited by hardware, but now it's mostly a problem of data. 2. There are two different ways to design superintelligent computers. 3. Superintelligence must be the result of global collaboration, not some secret government program, or we're screwed. Forget the dusty crystal ball in your attic. This book will give you a much clearer glimpse into the future. Superintelligence Lesson 1 Initially, AI was limited by hardware. Now it's mostly a matter of feeding computers enough data. This answers the question, what is the limiting factor in developing better artificial intelligence? After Alan Turing's Turing machine was invented as the first device to systematically follow and execute instructions in an automated way, by the way, watch The Imitation Game for more details, it's a superb movie about this. The first real digital computer was completed in 1946. Ever since that moment, computer scientists have been wondering how we can get these machines to actually think like us. The Dartmouth Summer Research Project on Artificial Intelligence was one of the first proper workshops in this area in 1956. And even though the next few years showed some results, like machines solving math problems or writing music, AI soon hit its limit. The hardware simply didn't suffice to process all the necessary information for really complex tasks. It took until the 80s for hardware to slowly catch up, but then the development of expert systems gave rise to the first proper AI, which, for example, could diagnose cars like a mechanic would. Soon, information was the limiting factor again, because with enough hardware to store, but not enough information to access, even the best expert systems could still not beat humans. For example, it took Deep Blue over 10 years of development to beat world champion Garry Kasparov. Since the 90s, we've gotten smarter in how we build AI though. Now, modeling a lot more after neural systems in the brain and human genetics. By now, AI has made its way pretty far into our daily lives, with smartphones and Google, for example. What we're still missing, though, is an AI that can, for example, beat not just the best guy in chess, but also the best person in Jeopardy and Scrabble. We usually custom-build AI for one specific purpose. Bostrom and other experts expect computers to be as smart as humans by 2075. Give it another 30 years until 2105, 
and we will have true super intelligence. Super intelligence lesson two. Super intelligence could either imitate or simulate humans building on biology or technology. This answers the question, what are the two kinds of super intelligence we could develop? What we're currently doing with AI is mostly teaching computers to imitate human thinking. Computers use logic to navigate a wealth of information, calculate probabilities, and then take shortcuts humans can't come up with to imitate their behavior, just faster. As described above, this requires access to a lot of information in real time, and that's a problem. An alternative would be to get computers to simulate the human brain, not just imitate it. This is called WBE, Whole Brain Emulation, and would result in a computer that's like a child, equipped with basic information about the world and the ability to learn the rest on its own. To achieve this, we don't even need to decode the entire human brain, we just need to be able to copy it. However, this would require us to take actual human brains, get the data out of them, and upload it somehow. Sounds like Minority Report? Well, that's also about how far it's away. Superintelligence Lesson 3. If some secret government program comes up with superintelligence first, we're probably screwed. We all have to work together. This answers the question, what does the process of developing AI and superintelligence have to look like for it to work out in humanity's favor? Just like there are two ways to technologically make superintelligence a reality, there are also two socially different ways it can be developed. One is again very similar to what you see in a lot of movies. Some secret government unit or program toils away behind closed curtains for decades, until it emerges with a new piece of highly superior technology. You know, something like the A-bomb. In this scenario, a small group would produce one single superintelligent machine. This would give that country a strategic advantage over all others. But it'd also be a problem. Because if just one unit exists, it only takes one set of evil hands to wipe out our entire species. And if something goes wrong, there aren't enough people who know how to fix it either. The only way it can really work is the second scenario. A global collaboration to gradually develop superintelligence, based on humankind working together as one. Such a team effort would make sure all steps taken are the safest ones, because many parties and the public control the project, developing safety regulations along the way. It might not be as fast, but it's sure as hell safer. My personal takeaways from superintelligence for 2017. As, as I always say in the personal takeaways part, my takeaways are for 2017. Now, if you remember from a few minutes before, this will not happen until 2075. So that's a proper 68 years away. However, the moment the moment computers are as smart as humans or that ai can i think yeah i think that's the that's the that's the condition humans computers as smart as humans um or or with the same i want to i guess capacities as humans like the whole learning part um i think that's the defining uh, trait of a moment called singularity there's a guy named ray kurzweil who is a futurist uh, who has worked at Google for ages and who's predicted about 80, I think he made 120 or so predictions about what kind of tech and, and services and products and things we would have 
in the future, say, I think by 2005, and he made those predictions in 1985 or something like that, or 1990, and he was right with about 80% of them. and he has a book called Singularity, which is also on Four Minute Books, which is about that moment, right? Like the the tipping point when computers really hit their stride um, and this whole thing really takes off. And this is what Nick Bostrom talks about when he says superintelligence and when he says, well, we're going to be there in 2000, 2075 and 2105 will have another next level sort of step. Well, Ray Kurzweil thinks it might be as early as 2042 which is a mere 25 years away. Now, this gets a lot closer to you and I being alive. Um, and whether that happens between... When that happens, 2040, 2070, I don't know. There are only two scenarios. And again, these depend a lot on the technological and social process that we take to get there. No, actually, there are... No, there are actually just two scenarios. Yeah. One scenario is humankind goes through the roof. Yeah. So everything works out, right? We manage to heal most of our diseases. We figure out this whole food problem across the globe. We figure out global warming. Um, uh, We figure out how to fix the planet. Um, We figure out how to get to Mars uh, and how to populate more planets, space travel faster, blah, 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 right? We figure everything out because if humans and I mean, most futurists guess that humans and computers would sort of merge, right? Like you would have nano particles in your brain that float right to your liver when it's broken and fix it or something like that. Um, and then also sort of chips in your brain or you'd be connected to some computer so you can think faster. And we can, and actually the, like the whole telepathy part, right? Like where we could think something, I can think something and it would come outright in your mind so we don't have to even say what we want to say um this is something for example that elon musk has a new company called Neuralink. they're working on this right now right that sort of a helmet where you could send thoughts to another person um man so all this stuff would come true right we would figure out everything and humankind would like mankind would flourish the other scenario is the exact opposite where it goes exponentially down because the ai gets faster very uh, gets smarter very fast a lot faster than we do and we can't keep up with the ai and the ai arrives at the conclusion at some point which is something we've as humans already figured out that hmm humans are actually kind of bad for the planet let's get rid of the humans and then we might end up with something like matrix terminator um what other movies are there uh what is the one with tom cruise where it's like oh knowing i think with tom cruise um yeah so there's tons of movies right like um where there's some some kind of apocalyptic scenario, some evil AI tries to take over the world. So we might end up with that. And that's really the only two ways it can go because there's from that moment on, there's no normal progression anymore, no linear progress because the computers get smarter exponentially and either humankind goes with it or we go down the drain. Um, that's scary. Um, that's also only the only thing people in, like research knows at this point, right? So we might be totally wrong. And there is maybe, there is a third way, there sure is a third option. We just don't know what it is. But those are the two scenarios we can uh, realistically imagine right now. Uh, as if it pays to say realistic in any with any of this. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I want to say I'm excited. I want to say I'm scared. Um, but most of all, I'm wondering if I'll live to see it, right? Because I might not. 
I mean, 2070, for example, that would make me something around 80 years old. Um, because at that point, like, if it works, we might also figure out how to reverse aging and stuff like that, right? So humans would maybe live to be 150 instead of the normal, like, 80 years or so we have right now. Um, so, first of all, I'm excited to see if I will still be around, whatever the rest might look like. Um, other than that, I really hope that... I would hope that it, it ends up being this global collaboration we talked about. But if I'm honest, I don't think that's what it's going to be like. Because while people like Elon Musk, for example, or the people from Y Combinator or Ray Kurzweil or all these smart guys, like they push for it. I think politics is going to screw it up. Um, I mean, right now, like Donald Trump's in office. Uh, you look at a guy like that who has so much behind closed doors shit going on already um, that you just know they're working on something there and imagine it's a team of 10 or 15 or even 150 people uh, if AI goes haywire and builds itself like some kind of Terminator robot uh, transformer like form a lab with 150 people is down in no time and then no no one on earth knows who built this thing how it works and so on and that will really be put put us in a bad place given ai goes bad right um but i know humans humans are stupid uh, humans make short-term decisions so uh, i almost expect that that's what it's going to be and then the question is going to be whether we can contain it uh, for as long enough until we can actually figure it out so super interesting i mean this is all future thinking right this is fun to talk about with your friends on a saturday afternoon but don't worry about this too much uh, unless it's of course your field of expertise uh, and whatever you do research in or you work in um, but other than that i would just say play around with this idea have some fun with friends talk about it you can get some inspiring conversations going but don't worry about it too much because don't worry about what you can't control all right i will see you on the next summary and i hope you enjoyed this one